What is up, people? You're listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. Uh, it's a very special episode, preview episode for um, Obi-Wan, preview episode for uh, Star Wars Celebration. Uh, so this should be a very, very uh, awesome, awesome discussion. Uh, so so uh, I'm your host, Jamari Stewart, as always, and joined by my co-host, Kendall Stewart. Kendall, what is up? Yeah, man, we got another week in the Star Wars universe, um, and this this you know mean that of course means we're a week closer uh, to the release of Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, we're in fact in Obi Wan week. Yeah, this is Obi Wan. Want to call it? Um, we've got Obi Wan coming out this week. We also have Star Wars Celebration coming out uh, this weekend as well. Actually, before the premiere of Obi Wan Kenobi on Friday, we have Celebration this weekend starting Thursday. Um, so we have a lot to get to, obviously, on this show. We're continuing to to dive into those two topics primarily and, and previewing that, so it should be an exciting show. But uh, I think we also have a, a guest, so tomorrow I'll let you mm-hmm. introduce our uh, our special guest this week. Yes, we do. We do certainly have a special guest. I may have teased it on our last show as well. Uh, I know I teased it on our separate show uh, as well, so if you're coming from that show, welcome. Um, so I have a special guest on, Zachary Breland, who... Uh, is the uh, uh, the host of the uh, Geeking Out Over a Star Wars show, which uh, we do as well. I am on that show as well. Uh, so, Zach, what is up? What's going on? I am so excited for Obi-Wan that I have started what I'm calling the Essential Obi-Wan Clone Wars Order. And I started okay. that a couple of days ago, and I'm just going through all of the episodes, the main ones that like are important to his story. But also, what's up, guys? Um, it's been years since I've been on the show, so I'm I'm really really excited to talk with the both of you. Uh, Shamari, I know we we talk almost every week, but Kendall, and the, mm-hmm. this is this is nice. It's been a while. Has it really been years? Yeah, I think it's been actual years. I'm not kidding. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really not kidding. I, well, I, I I not that not that you haven't offered. Like let let me put that out there. I was ready to put the both of <laughs> you down and be like, wow, no one's ever invited me. It went so bad last time. No, 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 no. There were a few offers, and it didn't work out, but it, I think it has been years. I really do. Yeah, there, there's been a lot of, uh, well, it's certainly been, it's been a dry spell uh, since Rise of Skywalker from a, from a movie standpoint, but we've had, you know, I think the, the High Republic has done a good job of uh, bridging the gap. Uh, oh, yeah. Some of the animated stuff and, and Disney Plus stuff, but yeah, we're, I think we're hitting a new, a new era uh, coming up, possibly this you know, after next week, where we'll feel even better about uh, the future of Star Wars uh, a week from now. So, yeah, glad to have you back on the show. Uh, should be exciting. Thanks, guys. I'm excited. Absolutely, so exciting. I mean, this is this is definitely, I'd say, the biggest week of Star Wars. Well, certainly since the rise of Skywalker, I would say. Um, maybe. I mean, it's hard for me to say it's bigger than The Rise of Skywalker because that was the conclusion of the Skywalker saga. And it was just, it's hard to <laughs> to top that in terms of in terms of um, magnitude and importance. But this is a massive, massive week for Star Wars. Um, so there's a lot to talk about. So we're going to jump into that. Now, first, I want to talk about uh, some comments made uh, by uh, none other than Kathleen, Kathleen Kennedy. Now, we've talked about Kathleen Kennedy uh, many, 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 t- many, many, many times on this podcast. Uh, she's the president of Lucasfilm. Uh, she holds a lot of 
yeah, really kind of she holds she holds the the she has the power at Lucasfilm. She can make decisions. She makes decisions for creative decisions, etc. Um, that she signs off on. Um, you know, so so she's the head of Lucasfilm. So when she's making comments, when she does things, uh, it's hard not to talk about <laughs> when it comes to um, the direction uh, that Star Wars is going. So she was talking to Vanity Fair. Uh, Vanity Fair had a big Star Wars basically a big massive star wars kind of issue feature um going over the future of star wars uh shows um yeah q a with kathleen kennedy uh several comments were made a lot of things different things were confirmed and and i'm sure we'll probably talk about that some of those things as well <laughs> on future episodes but the thing that i wanted to talk about and um you know I, and i don't i try not to jump on the kathleen kennedy hate bandwagon too much um, cause I know it's a very, a lot of people that just, just hate, hate, hate Kathleen Kennedy. I don't hate her. I think she actually think she's done a pretty good job as of late. Um, since, um, I really, I think since she stepped back from the creative, uh, you know, she's kind of let the creators do what they want. And I think things have gotten better since then. So I give her credit for that, but she made these, she made comments recently in this Q and a that I think are very concerning. And I think, um, are they're not concerning from any kind of moral standpoint just in terms of the future of star wars um and you know really any kind of uh film i don't i just don't think this is a good perspective so she was asked about um uh by the uh person at vanity fair about um uh the and the understanding of what went wrong uh, with Solo and the concept that you can't really replace figures like Luke Skywalker and Han Solo um, um, in film. That the actors and people portraying those characters um, can't be replaced. Um, now, she gave a bit of an extended answer. I'm not going to read the entire answer. Um... Uh, but she did mention, and I'll, I'll kind of just take what I think are the most important parts of this. Um, so she says that, um, you know, of course she brings up uh, Larry Kazin, who's a screenwriter. Um, uh, you know, she says, you know, Kazin was excited to tell that story. Um, so she said that they learned things. And she said that from when it comes to Solo, it's success. It's, you know, I guess comparative lack of success compared to some of the other Star Wars movies. Uh, she says it was a moment where they learned things. And she says that this may have been a learning moment. She says some people have talked about how, well, maybe Solo should have been a TV show, but even doing Solo as a TV show without Harrison Ford as Han Solo, it's the same thinking. Maybe I should have recognized this before. Uh, we would never make Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. Having just finished the fifth movie, I can tell you there wasn't a day I wasn't on set where I wasn't like, yes, this is Indiana Jones. Uh, maybe I'm closer to the DNA of Indy and ha always have been than I was when it came into Star Wars because now it does seem so abundantly clear that we can't do that. So to kind of summarize those quotes, she's saying that we can't or that it's a bad idea to recast iconic characters uh, like Indiana Jones um, if you don't feel like you absolutely have to. That's kind of how I'm translating this. 
uh, because you don't get that same feeling that this is the character from the other movie. Uh, if you recast this character, you should continue telling stories um, with that character um, for as long as you possibly can. Or with that actor, rather, uh, portraying that character for as long as you possibly can. And I think this is... Um, so this is uh, alarming for several reasons. Um, so we have the, the CG Luke Skywalker, which... Uh, some people have, I, I'm going to be honest, I think it's gotten some mixed reactions, largely positive. I have very positive reactions to it. I think it looks incredible. Um, just in general, like I, I wasn't displeased when I saw a CG Luke in the Mandalorian. Um, you know, so it looks, it looks incredible and they have improved upon it. Um, but some people just don't like it. Some people think it's, it's kind of creepy. It's kind of weird. It's kind of you know, it's it's clearly not like a, a normal human <laughs> that that you would see uh, portraying a character. Um, and I think those criticisms are valid. So I think just on the face of that, doing that hasn't gotten a universally positive reaction. Um, and I didn't universe I didn't react positively to every single time I've seen it on screen. For example, when they did let that to Leia uh, in Rogue One, which are you know, uh, and uh, and uh, to um, uh, for uh, Tarkin. In which I believe was also Rogue One, um, which I Tarkin I give a little bit of of uh, leeway because he was um, just the just that that actor had a very striking kind of physique and a facial structure that is just hard to recast. So I I don't I didn't mind them using CG for him, but um, but it's not it hasn't always worked. So I don't think just using that person's likeness over and over again is a, is a good thing. And I, in general, I support the concept of recasting a character. I don't think there's only one actor that can play any character. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if that's a controversial opinion. I don't know. I don't think there is any one actor where it's like, no, this actor is this person forever. You can never, ever recast um, this person. Um, this is also, this has also been a controversy among the Black Panther character, not to kind of blend this over with our Hero Talk show, but we've talked about that on Hero Talk as well with the recast T'Challa kind of hashtag going on and, and people not wanting, um, Black Panther to be recast or people wanting Black Panther to recast and that kind of debate going on, um, uh, whether or not they should do that because Chadwick Boseman, who had played Black Panther, had passed away. And so there's a this, this discussion now and with the technology now where you can just keep using the same actor and their likeness, um, which I think that's a whole kind of moral discussion. It, it's it's I don't like it. I don't like it. It's very concerning. I don't want to see CG Luke forever when there are other people, Sebastian Stan, that can play this character who people have wanted to play this character if they took a poll of just Star Wars fans. Uh, you know, would you rather see CG Luke or Sebastian Stan as Luke? Sebastian Stan would win a hundred times over. Um, so it's a problem. I think it's a problem. Now I want to get you guys' opinion on it. Get off my soapbox. Um, I'll start with with Kendall. Kendall, what are your thoughts on these comments? Yeah, man. Uh, it was weird. Um, you know, I, I just feel like you know, for her to say that. 
it's abundantly clear that we can't do that <laughs> yeah. when talking about the 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 move of of doing a movie like Solo with all the Iron right. It just it, it 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 I don't know. It just feels like you're 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 focusing your energy on the wrong on the wrong issue, quote unquote. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that the timing of the Solo movie. You know, this is a movie that came out five months after the Last Jedi, which we obviously we know the Last Jedi was, um, uh, you know, controversial, uh, divisive, um, and and you're coming off the Last Jedi. Uh, this is a movie that wasn't really promoted for a really long time. I remember we didn't get a trailer. It felt like until like until 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 like a couple months before the movie came out. Um, there wasn't much of a marketing campaign. They rush it out, and of course, it didn't do as well as you would have expect, expected. And obviously, the movie wasn't it wasn't the greatest Star Wars movie ever in general. But I can tell you for a fact that Alden Ironreich's performance wasn't the reason why it's not viewed that way. It also isn't the reason why it wasn't the biggest box office smash in the world. I mean, you know, I I just think in the it's 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 very short sighted to say that that's why you know that that's that that was the issue with with Solo and that. Um, that that model can't work when we're literally a week away, less than a week away from an Obi-Wan Kenobi Disney Plus series that's starring an actor in Ewan McGregor that is playing a character that was first portrayed by an actor in Alec Guinness and that he was the recast younger version of that character and he was a smash success and now they're continuing to bring him back because the character was so popular and the actor was so popular and he's playing, I mean, yes, he's playing a version that's closer in theory to his original character, but he's also going to start to have to try and blend in versions of Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan in this show. And, I mean, no one's going to complain about it because Ewan McGregor was great. So I feel like when it comes to, when it comes to this Han Solo, I mean... Yeah, I you know I I can see you know I'm not comparing Alden Ironwright to, to Harrison Ford in terms of you know I thought yeah I thought Alden Ironwright was better than Harrison Ford but I just feel like in the again in the grand scheme of larger issues in with, that Lucasfilm has um, I don't think that you know the idea that you can't recast some of these these temple characters I mean she said. I don't know if it was in this article or if it was in a different article, but she said earlier this week that uh, they're never going to recast Indiana Jones or that no one else, they're not doing another Indiana Jones without Harrison Ford. I, part of me is like, I don't believe that, but we'll see. Uh, I just feel like we'll get it. We're going to get an Indiana Jones, I think, at some point. You know, it was not five years from now, 10 years from now. It may not be Captain Kennedy running Lucasfilm by the time we get the next Indiana Jones. But, um, but yeah, no, I feel like. I don't know. I just think that that mindset, um, it worked. It, it it worked. It's worked so far when it comes to the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett with with the with the CGI deep fake Luke. Um, I you like you said there have been some positive reviews. There have been some people that you know have been a little worried about it's a little robotic and this and that. Um, because the role has been limited so far, you can get away with that. You know, you can get away with him being a little, looking a little robotic, looking a little, um, you know, just just not doing very much. Very, very, you're a little hollow, you know, in terms of very wooden in the in, in the in the performance. But, um, but for a whole movie, that I just don't know if that would work. 
Um, you know, we, we also saw bits of the CG being used in uh, Rogue One, uh, you know, when it came to, to Tarkin and Leia. And, you know, obviously people had their jokes about, you know, those video game graphics and it looked like, uh, <laughs> right. you know, it looked like Force Unleashed or something. But, um, but still, you know, obviously we're, you know, that was still still something that they could do. And again, for those huge characters, you know, I think that there's, there's uh things you can take from that and there's 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 positives to gain from using the the same actors uh even if they're they're CG versions but um but again there's limitations and then not to even just talk about Ewan McGregor but and and Alden Ironright but in the same movie you know they also recasted Lando Calrissian with Donald Glover and I thought Donald Glover did a pretty good job I think most people thought he did a good job we're getting a Lando show we don't really know what we don't know anything about the Lando show, even though they, they announced it, like, you know, two years ago. But, yeah. you know, still, we feel like Donald Glover will probably be reprising his role in that Lando show. So, um, again, I don't know why, I don't get, I don't get why you would say that if, if, uh, if you're going to continue on with his character. So, I don't know. I mean, again, I just feel like they're, you know, she's pointing the, the energy in the wrong direction. Um... You know, but I I also don't believe that they're going to be as staunch as she as she says they are. Uh, I think that there probably are exceptions where they may feel like we can't do Han Solo again or we can't do you know Luke Leia Han. But I think they'll they'll continue. To, like I mean, for example, like we've got we've had multiple people play Chewie. You know, I know that that's right, vastly right. different, but you know <laughs> we've had multiple people playing Chewie and things like that. I think they'll they'll be loose on 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 certain things, but I feel like. Uh, in in her mind, you know, a character like Han Solo can't be recast. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I basically I concur with everything you're saying. I'm not sure what they're gonna do going forward. Um, but Zach, what are your thoughts on this? I know we had talked about this, but I do want to give you a chance to 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 kind of just speak on it uh, and let us know what your what your thoughts are. I feel like it's a, it's a really it's it's a there are a lot of elements to the to the entire conversation. So, like, flat out, straight up, I disagree with the idea of not recasting. Like, that's just, I just think that's that's wrong. And I think, I think, uh, similar to what you said, Kendall, I think it's a big, uh, it's her putting the energy and the blame in the wrong direction for Solo's poor performance. Uh, we talked about this, Shamar and I talked about this on the other show, and that it's, right, like, we had, there was so much... There were so many. There was so much controversy behind the scenes with the change in directors. Seventy-five percent through shooting the movie, um, it was sandwiched in between two massive um, Marvel films, um, in in Infinity War and in Ant Man of the Wasp. So there was so much going on around. Really, that isn't the reason that it failed. Um, but to say you're not going to recast kind of just gives me a lot of doubt for the future. I feel like I don't want to see CGI recreations of these characters all the time like i i understand the situation like peter cushing for tarkin in rogue one um and i do agree that if the the technology continues to evolve and what we saw in book of boba fett season two was definitely better than luke at the end of season one or even the use of it in rogue one it's definitely gotten better and i can understand the point of while these actors are still around wanting to use them because it, Star Wars very much is a case of the characters are tied with the actors and vice versa. Uh, it, it, it's very hard to separate Mark Hamill from Luke Skywalker. Mm. It just is. Um, 
So I, I don't want to see CGI recre- recreations all the time. I think there's plenty of actors that are capable of playing these characters. I think Alden Ehrenreich and Donald Glover did did fantastic in the roles because they weren't trying to be the actors. They weren't trying to be Harrison Ford and Billy D. Williams. They were playing Han Solo and Lando, respectively. Right? Like they they mm-hmm. brought that to life and brought a different like the same character, a little bit of different energy that I think still breathed life into the characters. Um, I I don't want to see CGI recreations, but I also I also I choose to look at these comments as. In, and this is me just maybe reading into it on a brighter side, right? Because Tamari and I, we've talked about this. Uh, we're, we've been pretty strong defenders of Kathleen Kennedy's tenure so far, right? Some missteps mm-hmm. uh, in in choosing directors and some situations in terms of story, story flow and everything like that. But I think for the most part, as an executive producer, which was her role all through her life, she has brought in money and she's brought in talent. And that is the producer's job. Um, I think she's done even better now if she stepped back and let other creatives tell the story. But I also think this could be her kind of saying, we want to step back from stories involving legacy characters. Right. Like if, if I want to put spin this in a positive direction, like we don't need to focus on Han Solo and we don't need to focus on Lando, even though we should. Um, we don't need to focus on Princess Leia. And obviously they're going to stick with Mark Hamill a bit because we're exploring this this post Jedi timeline, but for the most part, I think this comments could also be seen as them trying to move outside of the Skywalker saga, outside of those established characters, and and then just moving in new directions, uh, like with John Favreau and Dave Filoni letting them set new things up, moving in new directions so that they're not looking to recast because because they're not going to be going in that direction anymore. Like, that's if I'm trying to put a positive spin on it. Although she obviously said that some things were learned, and she's obviously saying, you know, you can't separate Han Solo from Harrison Ford and vice versa. She pretty much said that. But I want to say that they're also trying to move away from the Skywalker saga and those legacy characters. So um, I'm hoping that's what the bigger message is. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I mean, I echo those sentiments as well. I'm very much hoping that that this is not her saying we're going to get more CG people. <laughs> Basically, uh, you know, that we're going to get, we look forward to seeing more CG Luke, more CG Han, um, you know, more CG Lando or, you know, whatever that will, Billy, Billy D still here, but, you know, or, or that they're going to de-age people. They're going to de-age Billy D. They're going to de-age, you know, it, and it's just, it's, that's, I feel like that's kind of the most we can hope for. Um, is that they're moving away because they're still doing content. We're still getting Andor, which is during the time of the rebellion and everything. We're still getting the Mandalorian. I don't think that's been canned or anything. So we're still getting, um, you know, content in those, in that, in the original trilogy era. So I don't know. So I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not, I, I think what really makes, sure what's going on. I, I think what makes, the Han Solo one tough. It was always going to be tough, but you know, because Alden Ehrenreich, even though he's playing a quote-unquote young version of Han Solo, obviously, you know, he, you know, he was around the same age as Harrison Ford. Um, you know, when Harrison Ford played Han Solo, so the idea right. was that he's just playing. He's he's playing the same guy that we see in, in in A New Hope. Just you know, certain things haven't happened to him yet. Um, 
so that was that was tough and like like Zach said you know he was playing his own version of Han Solo which I agree I thought was I thought was good um I I think we'll definitely continue to see you know for example if they decided if they decided to at some point introduce you know a young version of Palpatine at some point um like obviously you have to recast you know you can't I mean, you could try and do some some weird CG thing where you try to make a younger Ian <laughs> McDermott, oh, man, but I didn't like that. Um, yeah, but I, you know, I feel like they would just bring in a new actor to play whatever young version of Palpatine uh, at what point in whatever time of his life that they want to show him. Um, like that, I think you'll still get those, you know, Ewan McGregor type of you know stories, but and, and type of castings, but. Um, but I feel like for a, if we're talking about a, a situation where you have a character that we've seen before at their, you know, that, that we've seen at their, in, you know, in their prime, you know, for example, if we were going to see Palpatine um, and, you know, you, Ian McDermott couldn't play Palpatine for whatever reason, mm-hmm. then I think they would just, you know, in his prime, I think they would CG, you know, Ian McDermott. And that that's, um, you know, I, I you know, in in those situations for again, for a character like Palpatine, you could probably get away with it, you know, whether it be as the Emperor or just whether even if it's Clone Wars era Chancellor Palpatine, you know, I don't think he's never really in it enough to to to, to you know, make the case that you've gotta recast him. But um but there are just certain characters, like you said, I mean, if you were gonna do a Luke Skywalker show, I just don't think you'd be able to get away with um, with, with using a using a deep fake version of Luke before people start poking and prodding on at every scene to try and find a try and find a hole, um, I, you know. So I don't know. I mean, well, you know, I think I, I think Zach, you know, also hits the nail on the head when he talks about moving away from those characters because I think even we see the direction in the storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like like you know, like you mentioned, we've got stories involving Luke. Um, but outside of that, hasn't been much that that'll tie in a ton of a ton of the the original crew. Um, for the most part, we're going into different waters with characters we haven't seen or characters we've seen, but we haven't seen in a long time. And so, you know, and and a lot of these movies that are supposed to be coming out. Uh, we don't know the stories, but it doesn't sound like they have, they have nothing to do with the Skywalker side, uh, reportedly. So, um, I, that suggests that, yeah, we're going to be moving in a completely different direction. So there's no need to have to recast, um, and, and kind of bring the band back together. In some ways, I almost feel like she's saying also that the idea of a solo movie, which she doesn't say this, she's talking, she's talking about the, you know, she's talking about the casting in many respects, but, you know, like you said, if we're shooting her some bail, you know, maybe she's also saying the idea of a solo movie isn't great as opposed to telling new stories in the Star Wars universe. If you're trying to bring in from a box office, from a, just an idea perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, if she was saying that, I mean, that, then that's something that that's something that we, we were talking about before the movie came out. That I don't know if this is a great right. idea. I don't know if this is going to make money. But, um, but yeah, but again, if you're just talking about strictly the casting and saying, well, if we would have, if we would have casted Harrison Ford and de-aged him, you know, we would have made, you know, a billion dollars. And yeah, she, then she's off, off the money there. Yeah. 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 So this, 
I don't know. If, uh, hopefully, honestly, hopefully we don't even have to talk about this topic again. Hopefully this, <laughs> this isn't something that, you know, is brought up again. But we'll see. I, I guess time will tell. Um, you know, depending on how many CG people we see or how many recastings we see or don't see. Uh, we will be keeping tabs on that. Um, now, as I mentioned at the top of the show, this is a big week. Uh, the first thing I want us to talk about is Obi-Wan. This is Obi-Wan week. This is not a drill. It is here in you know however many what six days i think five six days we're gonna get obi-wan the episode will be out we will have seen obi-wan <laughs> we will have uh, formed opinions on the obi-wan show on ewan mcgregor's performance as obi-wan um so this is all really happening um there's been a ton of press i have not been paying attention to the press for several reasons i've seen it th- bits of pieces of things um I don't even want to know anything more. I don't want to see anything more. I just want to watch the show, absorb it all, and just you know, um, and just enjoy it. That that's what I'm. That's what I want to do. Now, when it comes to this Obi Wan show, um, there are several things um, that excuse me that are going to be very at the top of my mind. So first, of course, Ewan McGregor, his performance. I can't wait to see him as Obi Wan. There's going to be a very kind of interesting Obi-Wan. I don't know if he's going to try to seem more like the the kind of hermit that Alec Guinness was playing. I don't know if he'll he'll try to channel any more of that or if he will he will literally just be kind of the the Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan but just on Tatooine. So I'm wondering how his performance will play there. Um I'm wondering how much if any um, well, there should be some lightsaber combat. We know Inquisitors are in it, but I'm wondering how that's gonna how that's gonna look, um, what that's gonna be like. Eh, you know, I'm wondering how his what his relationship with with you know Owen and Beru is gonna be like. We know that they interact, as we've seen in the trailers. I mean, there's so many questions when it comes to Obi Wan in the show. Um, you know, I'm also thinking about the Inquisitors. Um, how are they going to be? I've talked at length about the Grand Inquisitor and how I'm concerned about his look. The last trailer kind of eased those concerns a little bit, but I am still moderately concerned about his look. I don't know how much he's in the show. I don't know how many lines he has. Um, you know, um, but I'm wondering how the Inquisitors are going to be. I mean, are they going to be cool? Is Grand Inquisitor going to be cool? Is the Third Sister going to be cool? Is is the Fifth Brother going to be cool? Like, what? Are there any more Inquisitors that maybe we haven't seen? So there's so many questions with the Inquisitors. And of course, the kind of I think the big kicker for this show for me and for a lot of other people probably is Vader, right? What is Vader going to be like? When are we going to see him? Is he going to be in the pilot? How often is he going to be in the show? Uh, you know, what is what are, what are his scenes going to be like? Are we going to see him fight? Uh, there's so many, so many questions um, uh, when it comes to this. First, actually, for this one, first I'm going to toss it to Zach. Zach, what are your thoughts? on just the, that we're getting the Obi-Wan pilot, what what do you think we're going to see? Uh, a lot. The, it's, it's like, a, I think we're going to see so many things that we're expecting to see and that we're excited to see and that we've always wondered about. But I, like, if, if I was to narrow it down to what I'm most excited about, um, I'd have to say that, that I'm really excited to see Obi-Wan and um, Uncle Owen like clash mm-hmm. like over over luke and how to raise him and what you know obi-wan you know who how early does he think that that luke should 
have anything revealed to him and and what right. what does Luke get involved in I know that you know obviously they're trying to keep him out of it but what level of you know by the time we see a new hope Uncle Owen's like that crazy old wizard and you can tell he's trying to stay as far away from him as possible you right. know what happens here to drive that wedge even further um th- that that we for you know like when we were reading Brotherhood which we both finished recently Shamari and I mm-hmm. um like some of the best parts is getting to the psychology of the characters, getting to explore them, not just the action. And I'm sure the action in Obi-Wan is going to be great. I can't wait to see Darth Vader. And if there's a showdown, I'm totally here for it. The Grand Inquisitor, and I forgot which sister it is of the Inquisitors also. Um, I can't wait, but played by Moses Ingram. So I'm excited for all the action bits we're going to get. Um, I think we're still going to be leaning towards the Obi-Wan of Revenge of the Sith closer than and this might be that how does he you know go into hermit mode by the end and become mm-hmm. the alec guinness obi-wan that we know um but it's really the more personal stuff the how is he like i want that first episode to be super we're getting two episodes um that first day but i want it to be super dour super super depressed he he is you know obviously he's had some years to think about everything but but everything went wrong the empire is winning is op- more than winning the empire is their thumb over the galaxy. Um, you know, he lost his best friends, his brother, pretty much. I want him to be feel weighted down and and to be completely in just this hole of despair, honestly. I know that sounds horrible, but that's <laughs> what I want to see. I want to see him reflect on his past, on his history, on other little elements that we've heard about and we've seen play out in different shows. Um, so I, I'm just excited for the, the storytelling and the characterization. Like, just that. And, of course, to have Ewan McGregor back is has me over the moon so yeah yeah no i mean i i'm i'm right there with you i i i'm hoping we get him kind of how he was basically at the, the end of revenge that's it you know the jedi failed and he failed you know or he feels like he failed and you know what what does he do from here um but kennel what are you hoping to see what do you think we're gonna see um, just what are your thoughts on, on Obi-Wan as we approach the premiere? Well, I know one thing, I, one thing I'm hoping to see is, uh, a de-aged, uh, 10-year-old Mark Hamill. <laughs> 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 no, but, um, yeah, it should be exciting. Um, you know, I feel like when you talk about, um, Obi-Wan, I mean, look, obviously it's, it's, when you when you include Darth Vader, it, it's it's a shame because we haven't seen Obi Wan, we haven't seen Ewan McGregor in so long, and so obviously you want to see you want to see Obi Wan Kenobi, you want to see Ewan McGregor, but once you include Darth Vader into the mix, um, especially after the the just the hint that we got in Rogue One of this version of Vader, I feel like all questions in my mind go to when are we going to see Vader? Like like Shamar said, are we going to see him in the first episode? Are we going to see him in the, you know, is he going to be introduced in the, in the second episode, third episode? Is he only going to be in the finale? There are obviously these questions surrounding his inclusion. And then, you know, what, you know, what will his presence be like in this show? You know, will, you know, obviously they've made a huge deal of, you know, uh, Hayden Christensen returning to play Darth Vader in this, in this show. Um, uh, the, you know, we've had the big question for a couple of years now is why is it a big deal for an actor to be coming back to playing a character where you're not going to see his face? Or if you do see his face, you know, it's going to be very briefly and he's going to look very mangled and this and that. Um, so it does raise the question, what 
is the significance of Hayden Christensen playing Darth Vader again? Is it is it just cosmetic, or is he actually? Are we going to see flashbacks potentially of um, of Anakin Skywalker and, and Hayden Christensen and Anakin Skywalker, or are we just going to see a lot of Darth Vader without his gear? You know, and and that potentially is something that you know again we got teased uh, in Rogue One, but could potentially be something very interesting. So. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I mean, you know, you guys mentioned the, the Grand Inquisitor. Uh, I was, I'm a little, I wouldn't say I'm a little concerned, but, uh, you know, Rupert Friend did say this week that he, he watched none of Rebels. <laughs> uh, <and getting> ready <laughs> Good for, Lord. I did not know he said that. Control. Yeah, he's That's like, yeah, I didn't watch any of that show. Uh, which, <laughs> what, I didn't, the first season, I get, it's, it's a little boring in my mind as well, so. Well, yeah, but, look, it is what it is. <laughs> um, but still. Uh, yeah, he, he did not watch any of, of, of his character in Rebels, so um, obviously I'm sure, you know, he was coached well enough by, by Dave Filoni and the rest of uh, right. the rest of the cast, you know, and crew at, at, at Lucasfilm on what his character is going for, but um, but yeah, and, and another another interesting quote, uh, you know, I thought was interesting, was also Hayden Christensen talking about how uh, um you know he's so touched uh, to see his character, see for the love that he's finally getting uh, for his character, um, which was you know a little sad, you know considering he's been you know he's been in this game for what do we you know 15, 20 years now, but uh, you know he's finally uh, he's finally getting praise from the fan base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's. I mean, it is kind of sad, but I mean, I guess I'm glad he's getting his roses at some point. Um, Yes, but uh, but yeah. So I don't know. I didn't know that he hadn't watched any Rebels. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't like that. Um, I feel like, you know, he should have watched. I don't know some of it. Um, you know, leading up to the thing. But uh, look, I don't know. So look, I have faith in it's De- only Deborah minutes. Chow. It's Filoni. only twenty two minutes an episode too. I mean, yeah, you couldn't I know. Show him one episode. You know, couldn't watch it. Has he seen any clips? I would have. I would have followed up on that. And like, hey, have you seen any? Have you seen any? any I mean, his. His total screen time probably adds up to like an hour and a half at most. So I feel like, I don't know. I I feel like it's a, I'm not always that type of person who's upset when the actor hasn't watched, you know, their, you know, hasn't consumed the media that, of the character they're involved with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it wasn't that much. It's not like that he was like, oh, five seasons of Clone Wars. Like, Rosario right. Dawson yeah. coming in to watch Ahsoka, to, to watch Ahsoka. She did. She actually did, you know, did her research and watched a lot of the Clone Wars. But like if she if she had said, no, I didn't get too much of it. It's like, that's OK, because, you know, there's seven seasons of a lot of which she's <laughs> right. in. So, of course, she doesn't get to all of it. But, you know, one season of, of Clone Wars, I, I mean, of uh, Rebels, it, it really that's it's not too much. Yeah. yeah. To be fair, he also he he he, he deliberately uh, did it so that. Because he he just wanted to play the character based off of the uh, based off of the script, so right. I guess it's his own uh, you know acting strategy uh, and mentality. But I mean, um, I I suppose I don't know if they told him not to. I I don't know, but you know, or if they didn't care. I guess they didn't care one way or the other. They were like, listen, and maybe they way. felt like maybe they felt like, look, he looks nothing like the character. <laughs> That's very possible. Listen, you're not gonna pull this off. You know, if you want to watch it, sure, but we we have we know what we want you to act like. 
you know, we'll let you know if it's a problem. So I, I don't know. So I guess we'll see how that goes. Um, but yeah, honestly, when it comes to Obi-Wan, I, uh, Hayden Christensen and Darth Vader is definitely one of the biggest draws for me. I think part of the reason he's, it's kind of, cause it really wasn't when I first heard about this show. Um, but now because of all the press and all the things with Hayden Christensen, I'm just like, wow. So how much is he in this show? I'm starting to be like, is he like in this show for like several episodes? I'm hearing people talk about, and I haven't, of course, nothing, no rumors or anything, just people, but talk about a Darth Vader show. Oh, I want to see a Darth Vader show. I want to see this or a Darth Vader movie, which I think we've actually talked about several times. Um, but I mean, he's getting a lot of, a lot of buzz a lot of buzz surrounding Darth Vader. Um, and I am wondering as well how much of that, uh, like you were saying, Zach, we just finished Brotherhood, how much of that kind of Obi-Wan and Anakin connection we're going to get in this show. In like, this I'm show. really, really curious. Like, I'm really, really curious. I, I feel like we're going to get quite a, I feel like we're going to see him more than we think we are, but that he's also being hyped up more because it's such a massive like boon for Star Wars to have him back. It really like adds into that hype train moving toward it. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to I don't think he's going to be in every episode or if he is, it's going to be like a minute. Right. Like yeah. in maybe one episode where we just we hear someone talking to him or we see him being updated on what's happening because like he's well, the Grand Inquisitor is in charge of the Inquisitors. He's in charge of, like, the Inquisitorious right. program. Like, that's... So, he very much is directly overseeing and involved with, you know, making sure they capture the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So, it makes sense that he's actually going to be, if, like, he was in each one, he'd be updating it. Like, being updated in each episode. And I think that, like, we'll get moments of him thinking back, too. Or having thoughts of, like, Obi-Wan and things like that once he finds out that, that Obi-Wan is involved. Um, so I think we're going to get more than we think, right? I think it's pretty easy to be like, oh, you know, it's just going to be a cameo or it's just going to be one fight at the end and they'll just save it towards that. But I think we'll get more than that. But I also feel like Lucasfilm is playing into the hype train. It's one of the big promoting factors going towards the show. It's huge. So I, I feel like it's a little bit of both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's very, I think that's, I think that's a good point. Because when, when the it was first announced, I thought he was just, maybe he was just going to get being like the finale or something similar to rogue one honestly that he, maybe he'd have a couple lines and he'll have a scene at the end and you know that that would be that i didn't think this was going to be an obi-wan vader show but he's in like all the press so i'm like oh okay um I, I, you know it'll be interesting for me when it comes to you know first of all i think one of, i you know I, I it'll be interesting to see if they do play up the idea that they're both sort of still reeling from revenge of the sith in some way like mentally and we may get flashbacks from both perspectives and they may both be going through some level of PTSD over, over Mm -hmm. that whole, you know, order 66 ordeal. Um, and that could be interesting, but I, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, when it comes to, uh, this show, I think something big to follow is also going to be, you know, how does it fit in the continuity? Because, as great as as excited as we as we are we've we've all had concerns about is this going to make any sense you know is vader and obi-wan dueling again as i mean it's gonna be great i'm not going to complain about it but 
you know, people have always gone back to what is, how does this line up with when when they meet in A New Hope and, you know, they they made, make it seem like they haven't seen each other since Revenge of the Sith. Um, so in terms of that timeline and, you know, other stuff that happens and just the idea that no one's seen Obi-Wan in years and that he's been a hermit, uh, do does any of that lore get stepped on in the show? I tend to think no, because I don't think Hugh McGregor would do it, and I don't think I don't think all these pieces would come together so cleanly if this was a sloppy story being told. But um, you know, I think that that's one of the bigger challenges that this show is going to have is is making sure that that all that fits nicely um, and makes sense in the canon. Yeah, yeah, this 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 is going to be very interesting. I think. I've, I mean, obviously, I have very, very high expectations um, for Obi Wan, much higher than. Um, I'm trying to think what what else has what we've gotten since Disney bought Star Wars, where my expectations are quite as high as they are with this show. Maybe since like the Force Awakens, Force Awakens I had pretty high expectations, but this, but this I have also. I have also very very high expectations. Um, so, um, so yeah, so th- this is yeah. this is gonna so be very interesting. Is, um, do either of you guys think we're gonna get any cameos in this show, or like surprise cameos that we or don't like know about? Any kind of anyone popping up? The 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 big one that people obviously are are keeping track of is: Are we gonna see Liam Neeson at all? I mean, he has continued to bang the drum that he's not in it. Um, I mean, just in following Marvel, especially the new strategy of Disney seems to be, even if you're in it, just say you're not. And then, you know, ask for forgiveness later when you when they realize you were lying. But um, he continues to say he wasn't contacted. He, he said that no one reached out to him, which that to me, you know, got my antennas up that he has to be lying. Cause there's just no way that, you know, nobody in Lucasfilm asked him if he was available to do this. So, um, nope, don't believe that. Yeah, I think Liam Neeson as Qui Gon is is one to to really watch. And you know, I mean, Yoda. I don't really see why Yoda would be in it. We talked about it a little bit last week. I mean, but he's another one. And then, I, I mean, if we get if we're getting flashbacks, do we get a version of Ahsoka? I, I don't think so. I think they may be saving that for the Ahsoka series. You know, an actress playing a young version of Ahsoka, but that's something that they could bring in here as well. I think Liam Neeson is the... I don't think this is a series that's going to play into the this cameo here, this person there. You know, let's touch on that and be one of those, like, surprise each episode series. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be very grounded. I think Deborah Chow has, like, this vision for it, and they're going to go for it. I think Liam Neeson is the only one where, like, we, we're holding bated breath, and we feel like it's got to happen, right? We we know at the end of Revenge of the Sith uh, that that Yoda put them in touch pretty much, right? Like that's <laughs> on how to commu- become one with the Force. Um, so I, I think I think that I think Liam Neeson's going to happen, but I think that's pretty much the only real cameo we'll get because I don't think it's going to be one of those where we'll be each week going, oh my God, did you see who showed up? I don't think they're going for that with this series. Um, mm-hmm. I think with Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett, you can. Because you're playing with that time period, right? That that after post Jedi, all these characters that 
that we've heard about or we know about, like, where are they? They're going to show up somewhere. So you have that expectation. I think with this, um, we're not too concerned about that, and I don't think it's going to happen. Um, so definitely, but Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn, for, for sure. I think that's the, the one to look forward for. I feel like I feel like that's almost a guarantee, honestly, that um, I'd be a little shocked if he never showed up. I'd be like, wow, what a missed opportunity. Um, and I'm sure he'd be more than willing to. I'd be shocked if Liam Neeson were like, no, absolutely not. You know, I'm, I'm sure. And it's not even like he'd be in it for like that long. So um, I honestly, I feel like Liam Neeson, I feel like that scene can be a real, that scene might be a real tearjerker, depending on, you know, how they choose to approach it. I mean, just having Qui-Gon, just see Obi-Wan, all, all the Jedi Order all destroyed and everything that, of course, we've read with Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan and Master and Apprentice and everything we saw in The Phantom Menace and everything. It's, and everything, of course, it, it, with The Phantom Menace, not just with Obi-Wan and, and Qui-Gon, but with Anakin and Qui-Gon. I mean, how, I mean, how horrible. So that could be really sad. That's, that could be really, really, really sad. And I feel like if that does happen, it'll probably happen in one of these two episodes we're gonna get. Honestly, I feel like that may. I feel like that would probably happen pretty early on, um, in the series. Um, but yeah, I also think flashbacks are very possible, uh, as well. Um, uh, so that's an, that's another bit that I think we might get. Is there? Um, yeah. Is, is there? So I mean, look, we're probably not gonna get anything like. We're not probably not going to get Grogu or anything crazy like that, but no, I don't. I, don't um, I do also <laughs> expect, you know, we may get Emperor Palpatine. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you yeah. know, Ian McDermott kind of, you know, he kind of teased that he may he may play a role in it somehow uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, Emperor Palpatine could be one uh, on the Sith side that uh, that could potentially play a role in a, you know. I mean, I, is is there a possibility? Obviously, we, we're we're going to get, uh, you know, Luke Skywalker. Is there a possibility that we get, you know, Jimmy Smith, uh, Bail Organa, and maybe Leia Organa as well? I I, I think that's a possibility. I, I think those cameos may show up maybe in like a like a finale, possibly. Um, I don't think they would just be thrown in in the middle of the show. But I think they're possible. Right. I, I do, honestly. I think they're very possible. Um, I, I don't know. How about you, Zach? I think the Bail Organa one is really possible because he's already been involved with Star Wars since Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. and Attack of the Clones. Like, he was in Rogue One. So I think that it's that would be, like, an easy one. That wouldn't be too surprising. Because, again, Star Wars is this massive... We talk about cameos, and sometimes when I think of cameos, I think of a character like completely out of left field you wouldn't think of. But Star Wars is just this massive, this one massive tapestry, right? One interconnected story. So it makes sense if we see the political side of things during the Empire, right? Like they're gonna give us a glimpse into that. So seeing someone like Bail Organa, seeing a men, you know, more than a mention of Palpatine, but maybe, maybe not a full thing, but like we see him from far. We see someone go to talk to him. We see Vader go to talk to him, right? Like, like that makes sense. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be I'd be really cool I, I don't know if I'd look at it fully as like a cameo cameo as someone I wouldn't expect I think it just makes sense that if you're showing Darth Vader at some point he communes with he communes with with Sidious it's like his master it, it just makes sense to me 
Um, but I, those, those, I could definitely see those happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean this, so this is, this is so, so exciting. I cannot wait to see this show. I have very, very high expectations. I'm, I'm sure you both also have very high expectations and this is definitely going to be reviewed. Um, every episode is, <laughs> is certainly going to be reviewed. Uh, so please look forward to that. That should be very, very, very exciting. Um, and uh, of course, we will try to bring Zach on at least for the pilot review um, as well. So you can you can look forward to that um, as well. Um, so I do also want to have us talk about Celebration before we wrap up the show. So Star Wars Celebration um, is also uh, coming very fast this week. So this is also, again, not a drill. Star Wars Celebration is here. This is Star Wars Celebration week as well as Obi-Wan week. So uh, if you have tickets, I am very jealous. <laughs> uh, if you have tickets and you are going, I very much wish I were there um, in Anaheim. Uh, but this is extremely exciting. So we're getting a, a ton of, you know, panels. And, you know, of course, all the, the actors and guests are going to be there. Um, and it's And it is going to be streamed. So me and Kendall did talk about that um on uh one of our previous shows it is confirmed it is going to be streamed so um uh so we will have um uh we will have several different hosts and and people um at star wars celebration you can actually watch the stream at starwars.com or star wars youtube channel uh, which i will just have um uh, i will be watching <laughs> basically um every day that it's being streamed um, so it's a lot to look forward to. Um, now, for me, uh, there are several highlights uh, for me. So, um, uh, so we have to start with everything live action. So any kind of Star Wars live action projects, um, uh, there will be a uh, panel for that. Um, I believe on Thursday. I, I believe we're getting several kind of very meaningful panels on Thursday. Um, we're also getting a High Republic panel um, on Thursday. Um, so that should be very cool. Um, uh, so there's going to be several panels. There is going to be a Bad Batch panel. That is going to be, I believe, on Sunday. So that's going to be much later. Um, so we're getting a lot of stuff. A lot of very fun things. I know we're getting video game stuff as well. Very, very cool. Um, I'm very much looking forward to it. Zach, do you have anything in particular you're looking forward to? And what are your, your thoughts on this being Celebration Week? Uh, one, jealous, so very jealous. Oh, yes. Um, very jealous. Uh, two, if you'll indulge me, I have mm -hmm. pulled up the panels I'm actually most excited for. Oh, yes. If you'll please. indulge me. Yes. Yay. Okay, so first and foremost is the, the big one that's happening Thursday, and that's the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase. Yep. So that, I'm assuming that they, they talk about the show, most, you know, it'll kick off the weekend, usually the live action filmmakers that'll be joined by a special guest so that's like the big stuff mm -hmm. we're gonna get some big big stuff this is where it should be announced um or at least updates on stuff now i'm a, I'm a little hesitant right because we know ryan johnson trilogy is on hold um we you know, we know patty jenkins rogue squadron is indefinitely on hold as well uh we so you know, there's talk of the kevin feige movie hopefully we get something there um i want to see more about the acolyte tv series um, that I really, really want to see because that's outside, that's outside the Skywalker saga, so I'm really excited for that. Um, another panel 
is the Lucasfilm Publishing Panel, uh, of course, mm-hmm. because we consume these books and off and comics, so I'm really excited for that. Yes. To go along with that, there's also the Marvel Star Wars Comics Panel. I'm re- I love the Marvel Star Wars Comics. I love that they've made the, like this one big story, too, as opposed to just separate, distant series. So Doctor Aphra, I love. I'm loving Darth Vader and and Star Wars by Charles Soule. Along that same vein, the High Republic panel. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, 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 because this is one of my favorite, if not my favorite, eras in Star Wars already after a year and a half. Uh, that's, that has made up most of geeking out over Star Wars content has been the High Republic. So uh, that I'm excited for. Um, the Bad Batch Season 2. Um, I believe they'll... they'll. I, I wouldn't be surprised if actually they show an episode um, beyond just they talk about the hints that they'll be dropping. Um the galaxy far, far away from Disney Park near you. I love Galaxy's Edge. I don't know if you two have been able to go. No, we haven't. Um, mm. Ah, okay. I loved, and I mean loved, and I understand that it's a marketing cash grab, but I'm okay with that because <laughs> I have never felt like I was so inside Star Wars in my life. Did you um, do I've the? Never felt. Did you do the hotel? Um, I did. I did not. No, okay. the I have not. So I went Fantastic. right before the pandemic. I okay. went to Galaxy's Edge right before the pandemic, I literally okay. two months before. Um, so I I want to do that, but also I that that you know thousands of dollar price it's tag is really, is way really too expensive. <laughs> it's way too expensive. Uh, kill me. Um, now the last thing I'm really excited for, and this is I, I maybe and you, I'm hoping you'll if you don't know about it yet, I'm, I think you might be excited for it also. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping it's not just because we have one video game set there, but we also have a remake set in this time period. There's a Crash Course into the Old Republic panel uh-huh. um, on Thursday uh, as well. And that's actually shortly after the um, the uh, the studio panel, the, the Lucasfilm studio panel. And so this is, like, like, real quick, this is thousands of years before the Skywalker name was known. There's the powerful Rakata, the massive Sith Empire, the Mandalorian fleets pushing the Republic to the brink. Um, you know, and they talk about, and Revan also, that's apparently going to be talking about. So the fact that they're really giving us a big panel on this, you know, I'm hoping it's more than just the old Republic video game that we have, the, the MMO, yes. which I love, and I know you all love, but also hopefully this is them going, this is the next thing we're going to be getting into, right? Like we're going to explore this, the old Republic, so that, that this be a hint that we're going to start seeing some of that content. So I'm actually really excited for that one. Hopefully it is. Um, so, so I'm really torn between the High Republic and the Old Republic and what I want to see next. As I never thought I'd be saying that, but the High Republic has been so good that I'm just like, oh man, this is like really, really good Star Wars content. Um, but I, I don't think it's been quite as expansive as the Old Republic. And it, maybe it just hasn't had time to, to be. But, but you know, either way, I'd be I'd be so happy. Um, so I am very much looking forward to that panel as well. Um, I actually thought you were going to bring up because they're also having an audiobook panel uh, by I believe it's uh, Penguin House uh, Random Audiobooks or Penguin Random House Audiobooks. That's what it is. I got it backwards. Um, but they're having a panel on the audiobooks, uh, so that that is very exciting as well. Um, but Kenno, what are your thoughts on Celebration? Um, what you hope to see? What you're looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, I think Zach hit a lot of the a lot of the big ones. Obviously, the, the Lucasfilm Studio Showcase panel was going to be uh, 
I'm sure that's the main event for for ninety percent of the people watching. Um, as, as I said last week, you know, I'm still reeling from the Rogue One debacle years ago, where they they didn't show. They they had a Rogue oh, One yeah. panel where they had all the interviews and whatnot, and then when the trailer showed up, they they showed a sizzle reel that was already released <laughs> earlier that week. Um, yeah. to like the to the people that weren't <laughs> the people that actually weren't there. So I you know I'm not expecting. I'm not going and expecting anything that, you know, that isn't obvious. You know, if if we don't see the Andor trailer, but other people do, the people that are there, there will be obviously some jealousy. But you know, again, I, I I'm prepared. I'm preparing my mind mentally for uh, for that to be the <laughs> case. But um, but yeah, I mean, uh, again, you know, again, things like Andor, um, movie announcements, I think are key because they we don't really besides Rogue Squadron, we don't know what movies are actually being made. I mean, we, we have vague ideas of, oh, this one may be set in this timeline or this one may be set in that timeline, but it's all, you know, it's all very vague. And so hopefully we can get an actual announcement on a, a movie that's actually being made. And then Rogue Squadron is not even, like you said, it's being on, it's on hold right now because Patty Jenkins is making Wonder Woman 3. So I don't really know... Um, I don't know what they're doing in the movie uh, universe right now, and hopefully that gets cleared up. Um, in terms of other sleeper panels that I'm paying attention to, uh, there is a, a, a John Favreau, Dave Filoni panel uh, on Saturday called Mando Plus, a uh, conversation with John Favreau and Dave Filoni um, that uh, you know I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely be watching. Um, and will that be... Will that be the panel where they sort of highlight Mandalorian season three, or will that be because they do say there will be a look ahead into, at at what's to come, or will they, you know, or will that be at the Lucasfilm Studio showcase and then they just recap whatever they showed the day before or or on Thursday rather? Um, so that'll that that'll be something certainly I'll be paying attention to. Uh, I I will I'll probably check out whatever they show from Star Wars Hunters, new game coming out. Um, I'm not really. I, you know, I'm not. I haven't had the chance to get into any of these uh, these battle royale games just yet. Uh, not a Fortnite player, but uh, put a Star Wars skin on it. Uh, you know, and I don't. And I don't mean the. I, I get to play as Din Djarin in, in Fortnite skin, but um, <laughs> put a Star Wars skin on it, and I, I may give it a shot. So uh, excited to see what they what they show from that game. Um, and the, another one that I'm also very interested in is the uh tales of the jedi panel with dave filoni um uh where they're going to be introducing tales of the, of the jedi which are animated anthology shorts um so is this going to be another uh you know what, what was the one they had a couple years ago you know tales from the galaxy or whatever it's called where, where they just they just you know recreated a bunch of old star wars stories or is this going to be new stories, maybe even new characters that we haven't seen before. Um, I, you know, that'll be something that, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be paying, paying, paying attention to as well. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I'm interested in that as well. Hopefully, maybe, maybe, hopefully it'll be something interesting. Um, uh, Star Wars Hunters. I mean, we'll see how that goes. Um, you know, I'm certainly, certainly willing to give it a shot, uh, when that comes out. Um, but yeah, man, Star Wars Celebration is so much to look forward to. And I'm also And really... the Bad Batch also. I, yes. I, not to cut you off. 
Got to throw in the Bad Batch as well. Yeah, the Bad Batch. I mean, I was very impressed with the first season. Um, I can't wait to see. And we always, mm-hmm. we know, like, once a show can get past season one and be successful, then the floodgates really start to open up. Yeah. And we saw with the Mandalorian. Like, then the floodgates really start to open up in terms of things you can do and ideas that you have that may be a little bit more off the beaten path. Like, whatever they had for season one was something that they planned out years ago. But now right. they see what people responded to. They see, you know, now again, now they have more, uh, probably have more freedom from Lucasfilm to do whatever they want. So, um, yeah, I think season two. And, and then obviously, you know, as we've seen in, in years past, they could possibly be, they could possibly tease other animated projects that they have coming up as well. Yeah. Um, and... Um, yeah, so I mean, that that's absolutely true. They can, uh, they can tease what's coming up and, you know, I'm sure we'll get a trailer. We have to get a trailer. <laughs> um, another thing I'm looking forward to with the Bad Batch, but also other things is talking to like some of these cast and, and, um, it'll be funny with the Bad Batch cause it's mostly, um, I forget his name, but it's mostly just that one guy that does all the voices. D Bradley Baker. Yeah, it's mostly yeah. D Bradley Baker. So <laughs> Um, so, so that'll be interesting. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to kind of getting it, you know, them talking to some of these creators, uh, some of these, these cast members and, um, you know, and kind of, and kind of getting a, a real kind of behind the scenes look, uh, into, into how these projects are made and also, um, what can be, what is coming next. They also give a lot of insight into what we may look forward to for like these next seasons or these next movies or whatever. So it's, it's, it's just really overall, it's just really, really exciting. Um, and I can't wait for it. Um, I don't know, Zach, did you have anything else in, in celebration that you were looking forward to, uh, before we close out? It's just nice to have star Wars be like the talk of all airwaves for four straight days. Yes, it's just really, really nice because I feel we haven't had that in a while. We haven't had the celebration feeling in a while, and it's just always it's it's nice for it to return. So while we can't be there for it to return in in massive form just like this, it, I'm just excited to feel like next week is Star Wars, like next weekend is Star Wars weekend. Like that's what it's gonna feel like from Thursday through Sunday. We just have so much Star Wars to talk about. Uh, then that's always exciting for me. It's so so exciting. Well, honestly, we'll probably have too many things to talk about. We'll have to separate it into multiple shows <laughs> and uh, multiple podcasts, which I'm sure we'll do. Um, it's a good problem to have. Yeah, good problem to have. You know, it's a very good problem to have. Better than the opposite, which was was the case for many years uh, <laughs> when uh, Disney before Disney bought Star Wars. So yeah, this is this is a great time to be a Star Wars fan. So excited. Uh, and I think that's a good place to end the show. Um, thank you all so much for listening. Uh, this is, you can really almost see this as a part one. We're going to be back. And Zach, hopefully you'll be back. You, you said you, you should be back, right? I believe. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Awesome. So Zach is going to be back uh, for the part two, which will kind of be our review of really both Obi-Wan and Celebration, I guess. Um, the celebration part will definitely be more condensed because we're not going to, I'm sure it'll be so much content that 
you could probably do multiple, multiple shows. And me and Kendall will probably have several shows in which we're talking about whatever we had to talk about post-celebration. Um, but but so th- there will be a part two where we'll have a, an Obi-Wan discussion with a condensed kind of celebration review, what we're most excited for, what we're looking forward to. So please be on the lookout for that. Um, I will also plug uh, me and Zach's podcast, Geeking Out Over Star Wars where we geek out over Star Wars. You can find that any, really anywhere you listen to podcasts as well. Um, uh, Zach, did you have any other plugs that, that you would want to want to plug <laughs> before, before we close out? No more plugs, just that, just geeking out over Star Wars. That's it. All right. Um, so I, I think that'll do it. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening in. Um, thank you, Zach, for being here and, and being a, a part of the show. Uh, we really appreciate it. Um, and um, that'll be it for, for this show. So again, thanks all, thanks everyone so much for listening in. I'm your host, Jamari, Joe, my Kendall, and Zach, and we will see you guys next time. Oh.